Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Ukrainian officials say the Russian forces' strategy is to tie down Ukrainian troops with attacks in the eastern Donbass as Moscow assembles additional combat power there for an expected offensive in the coming weeks. Military analysts believe the Kremlin's forces may be probing Ukrainian defences for weak points or could be making a deceptive probe while preparing for a main thrust through southern Ukraine. President Vladimir Putin's hungry for some battlefield success, especially securing illegally annexed territory in eastern Ukraine to mark the anniversary of his invasion on February 24, 2022. I'm Charles de So uh, things heating up in Ukraine, we were told, and I guess we're expecting a, some sort of a Russian offensive, and this seems to be the early part of it, uh, which is, well, not that there's ever a good time, but this is not a good time at all for some of the uh, uproar that seems to be happening, especially uh, when it comes to uh, what's going on uh, in uh, in, within the military, but also within the government. Uh, you know, was one of uh, Zelensky's top advisors fired or going to be replaced? Uh, there seems to be some confusion as to what's going on. To uh, shed some light on this, uh, please to welcome back to the program, Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science at Carleton University, who's been following this story very closely. Uh, Elliot, thanks so much for the time today. Uh, your thoughts on what you've heard over the last couple of days. I mean, we knew the Russians were at some point going to be mounting a, a, an attack. Uh, they seem to be making some progress right now. Um, what, what are you seeing and what are you hearing? In terms of the battlefield, uh, really the offensive has already begun. Remember that Russia has had an unrelenting assault all across Ukraine, particularly on the energy infrastructure, but also civilian targets. While meanwhile, just a grinding conflict, as the U.S. calls it, has uh, been, care- been going on inside uh, the Donbass region, particularly around Bakhmut. This is uh, a town that we would not have heard of normally, but is now viewed as, uh, viewed as fortress Bakhmut by the Ukrainians, and clearly the Russians are trying to take it over. The Wagner group is very active there, saying they, they are the ones who can do it. So there is a battlefield um, buildup going on. The concern now is that Russia has hundreds of thousands of additional troops they can pour into this, and they can muster them, Bill, on the Russian side of the border and also gather all the ammunition and other strike equipment. And Ukraine, even if it knows they're there, and I think they work closely with the Western intelligence services, cannot attack them until they actually cross into Ukraine because that's the pledge that Ukraine has given in terms of in order to receive all the new Western armaments in particular. So they're amassing these troops right now. This is obviously going to be the, the this is the offensive, uh, but they've already had some progress on this. Uh, at what point is is Zelensky going to say, look, I don't care what we promise, we have to defend our country? Or does he just wait till they start pouring across the border like locusts and just overrun whatever is there? Well, he has to have the material to do so. The Ukrainian yeah. armed forces have been extraordinarily innovative and, of course, courageous and has had uh, battlefield successes. But if you stand back half a uh, step, what appears to be the case is that Mr. Putin is trying to do now what he failed to do one year ago and is likely to use, everybody speculates, the uh, anniversary of the initial invasion to try to actually succeed. There's a buildup in Belarus uh, on the other end of the country in order to perhaps divert Ukrainian uh, attention but it's also possible they will use Belarus as an entry point to attack Kiev or other uh, 
areas in that part of the country, which puts them near Poland and the Baltic states. So keep that in mind. So we aren't quite sure what Mr. Putin is up to, except that he undoubtedly is determined to complete or to succeed in what he originally wanted, keeping in mind he's now said, no, no, it's just to consolidate our efforts in the Donbass. And they're, you know, if you toss another 300,000 and there's speculation, it's a half a million new troops. Uh, that's going to make it a very difficult situation. There's also, Bill, a time question here because uh, Russia may want to move before all this new armament that's been promised of all kinds actually gets into operational use by Ukraine. And also uh, in April, it gets very muddy there and nobody, Russia's worried about how they'll do in that case. So there may be a window in the the very near future where where, uh, Russia will make a major move. But with all this going on, I mean, this is clearly a critical time for for the, for Ukraine. Uh, what's going on with the government, though? I mean, you know, we heard stories earlier in the week that uh, that uh, the defense minister uh, Reznikov uh, is is being removed from that position. I guess he's still going to have a role, but a less a less significant role in this. Uh, is is this a statement? Now they they're denying it. He's saying, I don't know anything about this. What you guys are talking about? But it's there. It's it's somebody starting the, this rumor, and is, is there was an expectation that there is going to be some some shifting around within the administration of this war? What's going on, I think, is that uh, on multiple fronts, Ukraine needs support, and the EU is a primary supporter. Remember, they uh, want to join the EU. They're being told, basically, uh, you remember the family, the heads of the key leaders of the EU were just there in Kiev, and uh, now we hear that, and it's a rumor only, that Mr. Zelensky will be personally invited to an EU summit uh, coming up. But of course, the more you talk about it, the less likely it'll it'll happen because of security concerns. But the main point here is, in order to maintain the support of the EU uh, and a critical uh, support and a future avenue of membership, corruption has to be dealt with. And corruption has been an enduring issue for Ukraine for a very long time. So right now, what we are seeing I think, is an attempt by, uh, by Mr. Zelensky, in fact, and also an image, to be cleaning up uh, the corruption issue. And they've been making progress. If, if we have time, I'll get into detail on it, in order to move forward with their integration with the EU. And, of course, uh, NATO on the other side is watching, and there's an overlapping membership there, uh, is watching very closely. So corruption is a longstanding issue. It had to be dealt with. Uh, both symbolically and visually, but also practically. The Defense Department has already had their deputy removed and uh, some other lower-level officials removed. So defense, of course, is absolutely critical to what's going on. What Mr. President Zelensky has said, we have to prove we are a safe vessel uh, for your funds. So you keep bringing the money and we will use it responsibly. And that's what's going on. Well, and that's the, the, the foundation for, the, the I guess, the concern here, isn't it, Elliot? There are billions of dollars flow going into Ukraine right now for all the right reasons, you know, aid from various countries, uh, some of it monetary. Uh, the temptation, I guess, if, if you're that of that mind, uh, to, to be able to get your hands on some of that money, it happens. I mean, it happened in every war because there's an exchange of money. It happened in World War II. There were people that uh, that benefited greatly from that. It happens in Vietnam. It happened in, uh, in you know, in the Afghan war. 
and on and on it goes. Something that we probably don't even think about. It's not front of mind for most of us right now, but it's it's the last headache that Zelensky needs right now. Indeed. And they have been making progress. Uh, they are low down. There's an organization called Transparency International that's widely looked to for this kind of uh, information. That's a corruption. They've got two or three scales of measuring corruption. And Ukraine is low down. They're 116th out of 180 countries uh, in their index. That's uh, that's not good. You know, the very top are places like uh, Singapore and Taiwan. Canada, I think, is normally in the top 10 someplace. So they're at 116th. But they Russians are at 137th. And Ukraine has moved up eight points in a decade. They moved up a point last year. Ukraine, for practical reasons, but also for uh, message sen- sen- signaling has to show they are making progress on the corruption side. And we should just, as a footnote, point out, point out Russia is now making corruption easier. Uh, they are now passing <laughs> a series of laws and regulations stipulating that the Duma people, people across various sectors of society, no longer have to openly declare their income. So basically saying, as long as this... Uh, thing which they don't call a war is on, but for wartime purposes, we are suspending our efforts at, um, you know, dealing with corruption, basically. So it's a, it's, a, uh, it's a bizarre situation where Ukraine is not permitted to fire on Russia, but Russia is allowed to fire on Ukraine endlessly and openly, and corruption is allowed to increase in Russia officially, in effect, and it's being dealt with, however, uh, in a very significant way inside Ukraine. Uh, we'll have to leave it there. We're kind of tight on time this morning, but uh, certainly this is a very fluid situation, and uh, I'm sure we'll touch base on this in the next few days as uh, developments uh, continue to uh, unfold there. As Al, always, Ali, thanks so much for this today. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. It's always good to talk to you, Bo. Take care. Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor at uh, Carleton University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.